Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Northwest Yearly Meeting Podcast. We hope that you find the conversations to be helpful and enlightening as you hear from those in the evangelical friends world. Once again, thanks for listening. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. And we hope that you have a very merry and jolly Christmas season this year. Now, enjoy the episode. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's the December episode. So, yeah, I know I'm wearing a Santa hat. When I put it on, Austin was like, are you just putting that on for yourself since we don't do video? <laughs> I was like, yes, I am doing it for myself. <laughs> gotta sell, gotta get in the season, you know? I mean, yes. I I mean, I, I love the Christmas season and like everything a part of it. So it's like more power to you um, for wearing a, a Christmas hat. I just thought it was funny because you're just like, nobody's ever going to see this. <laughs> I just had it laying around. We were just talking. We were doing some decorating here. This was in our box of our stuff. So I knew where it was very quickly. So I was able just to just go grab it. I didn't like spend an hour searching to get this hat just for this purpose. But yeah. Okay. I Before we start, I also was noting how my family is already in full Christmas mode um, and celebrating even though it's November at this at this point of recording so Mm -hmm. some people start early there's one house on my street that's already like fully decked out with lights like so we have our lights on i have them on like our bushes and stuff but i haven't set them to actually turn on yet they're just there and prepared i took advantage of a warm day the other week to put them out there but there's one guy on my street who's got them all out and he's been turning them on already so i'm like more power to you not I'm I'm not quite quite there, but this kind of like leads me into like my whole, I mean, into kind of our topic is definitely in the Christmas shopping mode, mm. and thinking about gifts, thinking about you know, thinking about all all of that stuff, and um, one of the things that at least I at least struggle struggle with is this kind of the the weird combination between christmas and consumerism Mm -hmm. and how like they're kind of mutually opposed to one another but yet like here we here we find ourselves in this kind of this weird mess where you know we are yeah torn torn between these two two things in our and like you know our religious life and our culture and the kind of conflict that comes into all of that mm-hmm. yeah so that's what we wanted to talk about today it's just it's just austin and i we thought everyone's busy around the holidays trying to schedule another guest in here we just didn't want to add to anyone's plate but yeah this idea of consumerism versus the true meaning for the season but you also don't want to be the Grinch who doesn't buy anybody gifts and it's just like you know that balance of what we do and then also pair that with like the Quaker and friends you know ideas of like simplicity and things like that and it's like well I don't want to be getting a bunch of useless junk just to fill my house with things like I don't need to just collect stuff if I'm not going to use it so yeah we wanted to talk talk about that idea and just kind of tease it out and wrestle with it a little bit i will say before we get into too much maybe on the more serious side of this one of my favorite christmas movies it is it is probably in my well it is in my top three i just don't know it's it's not my top one but it's in the top three is christmas with the cranks have you seen this movie (laughs) yeah with tim allen and it kind of deals with this topic a little bit like they're they're a little bit so let me just say they're empty nesters their daughter has now gone away to college or whatever and he doesn't want to do the christmas stuff anymore he's like i don't want to spend all the money on cards i don't want to spend all the money on christmas parties i don't want to do all this stuff like and he works it out in the budget where like he's like we can actually save money if we don't do any of that stuff we don't buy a tree we don't get the lights we don't do the parties and we just go on a cruise instead. Now that's you know, he was being, you, you kind of he's, he's being, being kind selfish. Of he's being a grinch. He's being selfish, 
but he's like i just don't want to do this anymore like it's too much and i think everyone feels that around christmas time there's so much going on it's like i gotta go to this party i gotta buy this person a gift i gotta go to my office christmas party i got and it's just like it can kind of drain the fun and the like real reason for celebrating christmas out of the the month out of the time because you're you feel so obligated to do all this other stuff and so i do like that movie yes at the end of it spoiler alert his daughter last minute decides she is going to come back and then they have to like plan a massive christmas party in like 12 hours notice and so it's a pretty funny movie if you have the chance to watch christmas with the cranks i highly recommend it yeah i mean they I mean, okay. So I guess that there's like kind of like two modes of thinking about simplicity, at least when it comes to Christmas time. Yeah. I think that there is like the simplicity of, or like we can talk about how we use our time and the, like all the effort that goes around during the holidays. Um, Cause I, at least, at least personally speaking as a pastor, Christmas is my busiest time of the year Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like my my schedule gets crazy packed with all sorts of things and a lot of things that seem in my opinion sometimes unnecessary and so there's like lots of like lots of stuff lots of lots of things that that quote-unquote need to happen but um you know and it can be and that to me can be feel can feel very very draining all yeah. the like unnecessary sort of things and then there's also just like i mean and then just thinking about christmas in general um and 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 that i also apply to lots of people too like with the, the extra parties and the get-togethers and the the you know extra school performances and mm-hmm. you know visiting different people and having to schedule all that thing in because like i know at least with myself like my family it's kind of all over the place and yeah christmas is a, is a big deal cuz it's like you know lots of christmas celebrations to go to but then there's also i think it also in the kind of conversation is the like the stuff all the stuff with christmas mm-hmm. i think in our culture we have so much stuff that gets kind of i mean think about black friday and like all the sales of of things that oftentimes we don't actually need um but are a good deal so we just like buy them um yep and then and then the purchasing of and well i think the purchasing of gifts isn't a bad thing everybody likes a gift right yes but it becomes like this like craziness um of just like how much stuff we can buy Mm -hmm. rather than thinking about like is this something that is actually needed and i find my own self like People ask me like, "What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas?" And it, in it, I find that I just get very absorbed in material possessions mm-hmm. this time of year. It becomes a very big temptation for me to like, yeah, be like, "Oh, I want this thing," and "Oh, I want that thing," and "Ooh, this thing," and then I kind of get kind of absorbed on it. Yeah, I think going on that topic of like gift giving, and you know, when you say like everyone likes a gift and everyone likes to give gifts. But it can like expand out and out and out. And it's like, you know, I just got a thing at my work. It's like, we're going to do a secret Santa for people at work. And it's like, okay, that's fun. Like, I don't think that that's a not fun idea, but it's like, now this is just another person that I have to buy a gift for, which then like just spreads the gift giving budget even thinner. So it's like, now I'm going to have to give everyone like a cheaper, not as great gift. And so, that one thing that comes to mind for me with that is like, I don't know where people are and I don't know how your family does things, Austin, but like both my family's like my, my extended family and my wife's extended family, like they are very large. Like when we all get together for Christmas, there's, you know, like I'm one of five and everyone's got a spouse. And then my, my parents, uh, same with my, my wife, it's like, she's one of four. Everyone has a spouse and everyone has like at least three kids. So you get together for Christmas and there's like 20 people suddenly that need a gift. And so we made the shift like a couple of years ago to being like, we just draw names and you just get one person a gift, which like at the beginning, going from 
getting every single person a gift to I'm just going to get one person a gift. It does kind of feel like uh, this feels a little weird. Like, and you know, sometimes there are people like maybe, you know, better. It's like, Oh, I would know, I would know really well what to get my sister-in-law for a gift this year, but then you don't draw your sister-in-law's name. And it's like, now what am I going to do? So it can put you in some more weirder positions or harder positions, but I found that it's a lot more simple going back to that idea i only have to get one person a gift now and that you're not buying 20 people gifts you you're you can buy one person a little bit more of an expensive thing not that necessarily like if something's expensive it's automatically better but you can generally get someone like a nicer quality something you know instead of just getting them like a t-shirt or something you could get them like a nice quality sweater or something that's going to cost you a little bit more that if i had to buy 20 of these i couldn't do it but i can just buy one so yeah. that's one way that i i find like simplifying things around the holidays especially with within like families like you have the power to do that um to just well, suggest that if your family doesn't do that and be like what if we just all draw names and then we set a price limit or whatever and we just have to get one thing like yeah. So, I mean, in my family, kind of talking about that, we growing up, I had a very large extended family, particularly on my dad's side. And we did kind of a gift exchange. And but the rule was like, you know, they I mean, he had he was one of seven who all had multiple kids and their spouses. So it was like, yeah, Christmas would happen and it'd be like 40 people would show up. That's a lot. That's a lot of gifts to give to everybody. So that just like wasn't plausible. So mm -hmm. the way the way it kind of worked in my extended family, yeah, we drew we drew names, and then we kind of took that and we kind of did the same thing in my wife's family because she has she has siblings, but they all have lots of children, mm -hmm. and again, too many people, too many gifts, and but what we kind of added a twist to it. Not only do you only usually get to pick one person, you only get like one name. We set a dollar amount limit of five dollars. Mm -hmm. I think, or we, I think because like the people, there were some people, some families who would have to do like eight gifts and that just, you know, that's like yeah, a lot of money if you were like is. $20, right? Um, But it had to be handmade of some kind. So you could like buy materials to make something. And that okay. was kind of a, a way to like decrease the, decrease the, um the craziness. But yeah, yeah. like it's, there is this thing where giving gifts can be a good thing but sometimes it can also feel over the top and can get kind of out of hand mm -hmm. at the same time if you're like having to give gifts to you know tens of people it can yeah. be it can get kind of overwhelming yeah yeah and i'm just looking at this too this is from this is a quote kind of like on quaker and the practice of simplicity and that kind of stuff this is from uh the friends journal it says when we practice simple living we collectively say a resounding no to the consumerism materialism and the waste of our modern industrial society and i think about that like within this concept of getting gifts like if you get things if you get a bunch of things like it can be wasteful. Like someone buys you a cheap little something that you're never going to use and it just sits in a closet somewhere or worse yet, you just like throw it away a few months later. It's like, it's better to be intentional and maybe give less, but it's going to actually get used than just causing waste and, and junk for people. Yeah, I know for me, I don't know how many times I've gotten just like, like I, I used to think that like white elephant gift exchanges were fun, mm -hmm. and now I hate them for this exact <laughs> reason. Yeah, because I hate getting stuff that like I can't use. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's and then pointless. you're like obligated to hold it. I know someone gave my wife a pair of socks like a while. It wasn't for a Christmas thing, I don't think, but it's it's literally been sitting like the pair of socks still with like you know whatever they're like tied to each other still like off the shelf on top of our dresser in our room and i said something the other day like are you gonna wear these socks and she's like those just no they're not really my style but you know it's like she got them in some kind of gift exchange like that and she yeah. felt obligated to take it and now they've just been sitting in our room forever 
and so. you and then you feel bad. You're like, okay, like how long do I keep this thing mm-hmm. before I get rid of it? I know that mm-hmm. for at least for me and my family, my mom, her like main love language is giving gifts. And so around the holidays, it's just like so many gifts, but a lot of it's not great. Yeah. It's like, um, cause she, for her, it's like the number of things is like how much she shows that she cares, not like the quality of the thing. So rather than giving like one good item for me and my wife or like our, our children, she'd, she's going to give us like 50 items. Yeah. And a lot of it just gets kind of, gets kind of wasted. A mm-hmm. lot of the time, and you're just like, and like it wastes her money, and it wastes like our space, and 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 it, not only that, like it wastes resources in in creation, right? Because yeah. it's like, because like I think we tend to forget that like all of our material objects have a have a history to them that mm-hmm. like you just like you like that five dollar item has a history. Like there's a reason why that five dollar item that you got at you know Walmart is so cheap and that has knock-on effects even if we don't see it right Um, yeah like we don't we don't necessarily see how that plastic item was extruded from the ground in you know an oil field in texas and then shipped halfway across the world to china that that was like molded into some sort of chinese plastic then and then was put on a shipping carrier back to america and then like drove around to a store and then but then, but then, you know, that like all of that has like costs embedded into it. Right. And, yeah, and it kind of reminds me of, um, oh, what is it? Uh, John Woolman's quote about searching, like searching your material possessions and, and seeing if there's the seeds of, of violence or war in that. And he's mm. obviously talking, he was, his context was, talking about to like look at our possessions to see if they they were made by slave labor because he was an abolitionist and how like and to to be aware of the fact that like if you're buying material that is being used by slaves then like because of your desires to have like lots of like fine clothes like like there is a there is a cost in there that you might not be seeing so there's like a there's a reason why you know cotton was so cheap for you know the Americans and for the British, and and John Woolman was trying to like bring light to that. Um, let me see if I can pull up the quote. Yeah, quick. no, I mean you can look for that, but I'm just I'm reading some similar stuff. Like it just you know it says this topic of simplicity with friends considers a lot of different stuff, not just the mere idea of having less of stuff, but this idea that you're talking about, like is the item that you're purchasing, um, you know, do you have to consider a number of ethical and moral factors? Like does the clothing company employ slave labor overseas? How do their production processes impact the environment? All that kind of stuff. And I know that's a lot to think about. And sometimes you can't just like maybe readily know all that information. So I think some people might, um, be like, well, I can't know that stuff. And, and for some, maybe you can't. And so that's, I guess, fine. It's that's up to you and your conscious per se. Like you could definitely spend a lot of time just researching every single possible thing and like never get anything done. But like, if you know some of these things, like once you learn about something, uh, one company or whatever, if they're doing kind of unethical practices to make their products, then I guess we have to wrestle with moving on from that and finding an alternative, even if it was the best pair of socks you've ever worn in your life. But, you know. Yeah. So here's the quote. It says, may we look upon our treasures, the furniture in our house and our garments and try to discover whether the seeds of war have nourishment in these are possessions. So it's kind of this, 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 this sense of like, you know, looking at like the, the kind of social, aspect of our items because like our items don't come from nowhere they don't like just mm-hmm. like magically appear they have to you know they first come from the earth in in some in some regard yeah um like any product no, no matter how like artificial it is has has come from the earth um and and so then so then when we we think about that like then they have to be then processed into an item and then sold into an item and like 
the whole, there's a whole chain of, of things that could be, you know, a part of that, that chain that we could think about, like, do I actually need this item or not? Um, mm. One of the, so I, I found a quote earlier that kind of, that kind of helped. Cause I think that with, you know, Quakers and, um, and it's, I think especially with simplicity, it can feel, can start feeling kind of like abstract or like, what's the reason behind it? Cause it can be like, we can make up all these rules around simplicity. And I, and I thought that this is kind of a good, a good heart of it is that the early, earliest fret, and this, I'm getting this from a book called traditional uh, Quaker Christianity. Uh, the earliest friends did not use terms like simplicity or plainness. They merely thought themselves obedient to the scriptures that commanded that the that the kingdom of God is to be uh, Christians' highest priority, and that and what that meant was that one ought not to spend time, money, or energy on unnecessary items or occasions. The earliest generation of friends emphasized simplicity in dress and possessions, without an emphasis on outward regimented plainness. Mm. So, it was like, oftentimes when we think of like the Quaker practice of simplicity, we think of, you know, like we think of like the oatmeal guy. Yeah. They all wore gray and all that. They all wore gray and, and, you know, had their like meeting houses didn't have like any form of decorative art or anything, Mm -hmm. anything like that. And Mm -hmm. using things like, you know, um, like having this very, like you could, they were like Amish in that sense in which you could look upon them and go, Oh, these people are Quakers. But the earliest friends were not like that. They were they were contemporary. Um, their writings were, you know, using the 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 language of the day. Um, but they 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 stressed on not trying to. They, the 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 whole point of simplicity wasn't that because it was just like a good idea or a a life optimization hack or like the way I kind of see in like um, like Marie Kondo and like yes. you know like. I'm going to get rid of things to spark joy. And it's a way to like, to, to be self-helpy. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, that was yeah. not, that was not the the point. The point was right. to seek, to seek the kingdom. And I think that we kind of can, I think in a lot of like, I know later friends stuff, I think that can kind of get besides the point, like the, the point was seeking the kingdom of God mm. and not letting our possessions or our time, kind of become um just like not to become distracted by the things of this world um i have a good another quote um around this the 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 whole idea of simplicity is actually being about eliminating distraction from our lives that i thought is kind of is kind of a helpful way of thinking that of that simplicity is is ultimately around distraction and not around just being distracted from the kingdom mm-hmm. rather than just simply like getting rid of our stuff. Cause, cause even like friends like Barkley acknowledges in his, in his, um, in his apology that, that quicker simplicity isn't just simply like, it, it isn't like having just only the bare minimum of items required for living. Right. And, and that like, What's simple in one air for one people is not could not necessarily be simple for another. And he uses kind of the example of in some parts of the world, silk is abundant. And mm-hmm. so you wear silk and like that is kind of a key thing for living. But in other parts of the world, silk is considered a luxury. And he's obviously talking kind of about the um, in England, silk was a luxury because why they don't have silkworms. And so they would have had to like get silk from like places like India and get it shipped to Eng- to England where it would have been very expensive and very fancy. But there where where wool was there, they could have very high quality wool products that would have maybe seen as a luxury in some other con- in some other context. And I'll, I'll give an example I I recently read on the news is um so frankincense is very widespread in the country of Oman. Mm-hmm. But frankincense is like an essential oil. Yeah. is very 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 expensive and it is kind of seen as this um is seen as oh um it's seen as a luxury it's seen mm-hmm. as a luxury good and um and over there it's like kind of like everywhere 
and that there's kind of like a business to it. And so it's like in Oman, yeah, frankincense, you like burn it all the time. It's kind of like, like it's a, it's a common gift that you give to, to, you know, somebody moves into a new home, like people, people burn it with lavender. They have perfumes on it because it's like readily available, but like you can't find that in the Northwest, right? Yeah. We don't have those trees. So it's like simplicity is somewhat culturally situated, right? Yeah, so what's, yeah. so what's, you know, what's simple in, you know, Idaho or Oregon or Washington is going to be definitely different than say what's simple in say, you know, Oman or China or, mm-hmm. you know, Argentina. Yeah, that's a good point. I think one of the things that comes up with this though, like one of the hard things just with this idea, especially around Christmas time, like it's one thing to say, like, I want to be living intentionally and simply in like June, you know, when like no one's really buying you anything or whatever. Yeah. But I think the hard thing, especially around Christmas with this idea is just like, that is such a part of the celebration and a part of the season is like this idea of gift giving and getting gifts and giving somebody something and mailing Christmas cards. Like that is just really like for better or for worse, like a lot of what this holiday has become. Mm -hmm. And so like, in a way going back to like the Christmas with the cranks thing, like when you suggest that to somebody, like I'm not going to do that this year, or I I don't, you don't need to get me a gift. Like I don't need anything. Like you do kind of come across like people are like, "Hmm?" like, what do you mean? You don't want to do that. Or you don't need any gift. Like, come on, you got to get something like, just tell me. So like, I, I wrestle with that in the sense that like, I'm, I don't usually need a lot of stuff or like one, I don't have a running list of like an Amazon wish list that when someone asks me what I want for Christmas, I can just immediately forward them my list. Like I really have to think what, what I want. And it's hard. Like people are like, come on, give me, give me your list. And I'm like, I don't have anything. And so like, and I, I've, I had a friend who, and I'll talk about this in a second, but like when his family kind of made this transition in their life of like we're we're just we don't need a lot of gifts like he said like his extended family kind of really like unintentionally outcasted them you know it's like then they didn't invite them to this or whatever because they didn't want them to feel bad because their kids were going to get gifts at this thing and whatever and so it just became like a whole awkward situation and so i do think that's like the hard thing of navigating this season in particular is like because it has become such a consumeristic holiday like yeah people do just think it's weird that yeah you and want i think anything. that the, <laughs> well and i think that that's part of the the aspect of why it's a well i would say simplicity is a spiritual discipline mm. in a testimony right like the whole the whole idea around Quaker testimonies was like you live differently, so then people see the fruit of your lives, right? Mm-hmm. And if if the fruit of your life is if you're determined to to live simply to, for the kingdom of God, it's going to have kind of knock on effects in the world around you, and and so that's going to kind of you know it's going to affect it's going to affect your world if you yeah. kind of take this take it seriously. Though I do think that there is a there is a balance between or like there should be a moderation between being so severe that you can't have any like um any sort of like that you can't participate. Cause I know that there's like the the kind of the people who it's like they kind of just disavow anything that mm-hmm. like is like maybe Christmas related. I know I have some people like that. Like they, they they don't do Christmas trees. They don't do, um, they don't do gifts really, and so it ends up becoming like a like a like a thing. And yeah. Then you're like, you don't want to like be that person either, where you're like, you know, being being weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there is a a way to have a healthy difference between you know, because like I know I've had to like. I've had conversations with people in my life who love to give gifts and I'd be like, you know, 
Like, I just don't need all that stuff. And, and, and that's okay. Yeah. And it's been kind of a being like, well, and it gives you an opportunity to really talk through them. Like you said, being a witness, like, instead of just being like, yeah, I don't need anything. And then walking away, like, really, you can have that conversation. Now they may still at the end of the conversation be like, that's a little weird. I just want to buy him a gift, but like, at least you can kind of talk it out a little bit. And that, uh, so I don't know if you've ever heard of, I guess it's a nonprofit or an organization. It's called Advent Conspiracy. Yes. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I was talking about. Like my pastor friend who like, this was years ago, but felt really convicted and like, just kind of said like, we're not really going to do gifts and that kind of stuff. Um, like, and he said he just felt kind of ostracized from his family because they didn't understand it. But I think it's really it's a it's a good organization. I don't know if it's an organization um, or a movement, but like their whole thing, like you can go to their website, adventconspiracy.org. It was started by some pastors. It says this is this is on their about page. A few pastors were were lamenting how they'd come to the end of an Advent season every year, exhausted and sensing that they had missed it. The awe-inducing, soul-satisfying mystery of the incarnation of Jesus. For many of us, we're drowning in a sea of financial debt and endless lists of gifts to buy. We struggled to find the connection between our Christmas to-do list and the story of Jesus's birth. An overwhelming stress had overtaken worship and celebration. The time of the year when focusing on Christ should be the easiest was often the hardest. Somehow this had become the new normal. So in 2006, three pastors decided to try something different. They called it the Advent Conspiracy Movement, and they came up with four tenets. And the four tenets of their program is worship fully, spend less, give more, and love everybody. And then they go more in depth on that, you know, like on the worship fully, it says nearly every character in the Christmas story then that encountered our King responded in the same way. Worship. Let's make the conscious effort to reorient our hearts toward Christ this Christmas season and begin with worship and may it end with worship. And then the spend less. I think that's a lot of what we've been talking about. Like we know that mindless consumption is not the way to celebrate Jesus. Spending less does not mean spending nothing rather we will thoughtfully evaluate what companies and causes we support through our purchases that sounds very quicker right there um and then the give more which those two kind of things when you spend less but give more you're like huh says the best gifts celebrate a relationship and most often they require our time and energy relational giving means that we think about the other person who they are and what they care about we focus more on giving our undivided presence and less on a pile of gifts under the tree so, yeah, I think that's a really good, like, this is a good organization. They have books and uh, things that go along with it, but. Yeah, I remember it was, like, really popular, like, circa 2000, like, 8 to 2012. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. it was like a big thing in, in my world then. Yeah. And talking about things like, you know, showing, like, how much people spend on Christmas gifts in america yeah like yeah how- they have a really interesting video with all that kind of stuff like the average money that's spent and then like all these crazy infographics it's it's crazy. and then like how like there's like other things where it's just like you know you could dwell you could drill like like if everybody didn't spend what they spent on christmas gifts in america for one year they could drill like enough wells in africa to like or like around the world to end like water problems yeah and like, I mean, in those, in those things, like I, I always kind of like look at them and be like, well, you know, like there is, there's like other problems with that. Like if you think about them. Um, sure. I think that's kind of like a, but it kind of gives, it gives you a, um, yeah, it's a false equivocancy or I guess, or whatever is the way to put it. It's like, I know we're not, everyone's going to spend money on that, but. Or I was going to say like, you can drill a well, but that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily end water insecurity. Yes, and and that, but it, ju- that, it that, does yeah. just get to go to show like how much money people spend. I'm actually yeah. kind of surprised. I just googled like how much does the average American spend on Christmas, and this is the top result here with really not too much research into it. But according to the National Retail Federation, the average American plans to spend eight hundred and twenty-six dollars in two thousand twenty-two last year on Christmas gifts, food, and decorations. Um, of that eight hundred and twenty. 
$6. Around 500 are spent on gifts for family members. Most popular of these gifts are clothing, toys, and gift cards. That really seems low to me, $826. I mean, I don't spend that much, but I just, I kind of assumed it would be more. Well, I mean, I I guess it depends on what do you mean as like what you're including in that? Because yeah. if it's like, if you include groceries for like festive dinners mm-hmm. and travel fees to like go, like, say so you have like a, you know, it, it that doesn't actually seem like a crazy amount to me. Cause it's like, so say that you travel and you have a festive dinner and then you give, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars worth of gifts in total. Like it doesn't yeah. seem, cause it's like, like if you give, you know, say, oh, I don't know. Like, I think in my family, we'll probably give a couple hundred dollars worth of gifts, mm-hmm. like in total, right? For like kids and grandparents and yeah. friends and um, like family members and each other. Like that doesn't actually seem like, like, you know, a ton of money if you, if you think about it. Right. Like in total, if you like were to, but that's still a lot of money. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It definitely. I mean, so that's I guess that's just the wrestling factor is like Christmas can easily turn into just a big consumerism. I'm going to go on Amazon and spend 500 bucks or I'm going to go to Target and spend 500 bucks or, you know, whatever. But. And not saying that that's totally wrong, because we do have people in our lives that we love and we want to buy a gift because. Maybe they've said they always wanted something and we saw and we thought about them. So there can be good intentions and those kind of things. But to remember that there's more to Christmas. Well, yeah. And I think all I think the that, hustle and bustle. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I appreciated, which, you know, is that it's not, it's not about not having things. Because mm. like you can have things, that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Having possessions is not inherently evil, but it's discerning what is, you know, like, how is this, how is this pointing us to the kingdom of God? Mm. Right. Like, and I think that that, like when Jesus, when Jesus warns of like the rich, like the Jesus has says a lot about money and not a lot of good things to say about rich people in the gospels and he, his frequent, his frequent um, injunction to them is to like sell their possessions. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that that is, I think our, our possessions or our money can often become a distraction to the kingdom that we get, like we get wrapped up in it. Yeah. And it's really, it's really hard then to like break ourselves away from that. And I think that's why it's when it says like, like, would you rich um, or not? Would, I can't remember the first off the top of my head, but essentially I should know this. Um, but um, essentially, like it's it's just easy. It's easier for a poor person to get into heaven than than a rich man because it's like yeah. um, because the like the the distractions of the things can kind of like and the concerns can keep us away from doing God's kingdom work. Um, and it and and here's a quote from that I kind of liked from Barclay: "Is this the chief purpose of all religion is to redeem men." Uh, from the spirit and the vain pursuits of the world and leading them into an inward communion with God. So, you know, there, there's lots of things in our life that are kind of pointless and are distractions. And it can be, and it can be really hard then to discern between the, our like kind of the, the true thing versus, you know, all the other options. And mm-hmm. so maybe what are some ways that we can pursue simplicity during Christmas time? Um, I know that we kind of been circling this. Yeah, no, no, no. That's good. I think one is to just like, I guess, be intentional about what you're going to do, even if it looks a little different um, than, than traditional what people are going to do or your family does and stick to that. Um, Another thing would be like, maybe just like, it's kind of like a, 
I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like set aside some nights within the month of December where you like intentionally aren't going out to go shopping or aren't going to a Christmas party and maybe even aren't just going to mindlessly sit on the couch and watch Home Alone, but like where you're intentionally taking some time to reflect, maybe read the Christmas story in in the Gospels um, and just reflect on Christmas and what we're really celebrating Um, because you can go to the store the next day. It'll still be there. Yeah. I mean, maybe depending on what you're buying. (laughs) I mean, it's still probably going to be like, that's one of the things with like black Friday, for example, I know that like by the time this comes out, we have already experienced that national holiday, Mm -hmm. but the like most often those deals for black Friday aren't one very good. Not even that good. They're not usually that good. And, and they usually will stay on sale throughout the rest of the, the, yeah. the day the, throughout the season right yeah. and so it's like you don't you don't need to rush out on friday after thanksgiving to go purchase things other than you know there are those few items that get mega discounted but there's like four of them in the store and you have to you know you have to claw your way through them mm-hmm. which is like not very christian <laughs> to like fight for you know a flat screen tv right what about you? Any ways to be intentional? I think maybe the first, I think the first step, I'm kind of like processing this all <laughs> out loud. Um, I think, I think one of the first things is just to come back to like, what is the point of things mm-hmm. being re like being reminded and, and contemplating on like, well, like what's the, what's the greater purpose? Like, what is God calling me to? In life mm-hmm. is it the the accumulation of things or is it to preach the good news to people um and is it is it to you know have the the newest smartwatch or is it or is it having a deeper communion with christ and mm-hmm. and i think that like when we kind of take a step back and to kind of remember being like okay what's like what's the purpose because we can i think i think we can just have easily kind of like a mission drift in life mm-hmm. and then it's good it's always good to kind of come back to that and i do that i think that's why like worship is so important and why like even in christmas even in the christmas season where i think a lot of people come to church after they haven't i think it's a good time to kind of um to kind of come in and into i know this is going to sound very quickly like center ourselves mm-hmm. on and center center ourselves on 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 Christ and um but then with that i i think that even if we we don't want to acknowledge it i still think that a lot of us in the christmas season are still very selfish mm. and um and are very concerned with with the accumulation of things um for I think all sorts of reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the one of the things that we can do is is practicing generosity, but generosity in in not just simply like the purchasing of just gifts for mm-hmm. people. Cause I think that there's like that's but I do think that there is a kind of generosity that comes with, you know, giving of your time. Um, I know that for a lot of people, time is their greatest resource now. I, I heard it once like like I've found that it has become easier to get people to give money to a task than having them come and like volunteer for something. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I don't know that. if that, I don't know if that's like true for everybody where I feel like that was like, like the opposite was true not too long ago where lots of people were willing to give their time, but not of their money. And I think, and I think the reason being is that so many people value their time much more nowadays than they did like you know like we just have like i think a lot of demands of our time and so i think a lot of people are just like their time is their greatest resource yeah and so so being willing to give of give of your time and yourself might be a a good way to kind of 
simplify because that that would that requires you probably then to eliminate some other task yeah that you're spending your time on because there's because time is a is a finite resource we don't mm -hmm. we can't we can't get yeah, it back. you could like write a check for five different things at the same time but you can only be at one place at one time well and and i'm just thinking we if you if you have a schedule and we're and we're all busy right we all yeah. kind of like we're at the altar of of the busy schedule that one of the things with 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 giving of your time it really means like getting rid of something in your schedule to do something mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. typically so that might be like not watching that episode like not streaming netflix for you know a couple hours after work it might be going to go and volunteer at some place yeah um giving of yourself or it might mean rather than purchasing a gift making something instead for somebody even though that's going to be a lot more time consuming yeah <laughs> that makes me think like so my wife has this really great recipe for like sugar cookies and like it comes with this special icing that you can like really get decorative with it um it's pretty but it's it's involved um you know so it's like it would be easy to just go buy some cookies or something to take them to someone or visit but around christmas time we usually do make these for people but it's like it's it's like a two or three hour ordeal where you know it would be easier to just go buy cookies and deliver them, but it's not as meaningful. Um, it's not as personal, all that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. it just takes a lot of time. And then I think also just simply maybe even just asking me like the money that you're going to give or like, or the gifts that you're going to give me, like the amount of money you, maybe you could ask to donate it being like, mm -hmm. I really don't need anything this year. Yeah. And being willing to like donate it. I think also, I know I get asked a lot of like, what do you want for Christmas? And that to me, kind of, as I said earlier, kind of sets off this like thinking of like, well, what do I, what do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I want? And then you spend a lot of time thinking about those things. And then, then that kind of starts a cycle of being like, oh, I want this or I want that. And I'm going to make a list here. And then just being like, you know, like I don't, and, and being willing, if somebody gives you something, just being kind of like holding it open. Yep. Um, rather than, because I, because I know, I think that there's always the temptation at Christmas time to be like, well, what am I going to get from the holidays? Rather than just being like happy with what I'm giving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. Well, before we wrap up here, I do have a quick little rapid fire christmas edition of like this or that okay should we, should we go through these really quick definitely okay real tree or fake tree real tree uh, i'm real tree too we talked about this ahead of time i told austin i was like i feel like i might switch but no sticking with the real tree well fun fact the things that me and my family we're gonna go cut our christmas tree down from the the forest mm. this year um, we've always wanted to do it, but you, if you go to, you know, BLM land, you can get a, a permit to get a tree for like, it's like $5. Yeah. And I've I don't know that. if you, where you live, but I've seen uh, that. Yeah. I know that a lot of places, Christmas trees can be really expensive. Yeah. It can be a way yeah. to simplify and we're going to go do it with our friends. So it's going to be kind of like a An fun outing. way to hang out together. There you go. Okay. Uh, Christmas gifts or Christmas food. That's a tough one for me. I think I'd ultimately have to go with food if I did, if if I had to make a choice here. Just because going back to this whole topic here, it's like I I could be perfectly content, I think, with just hanging out with people as long as we're still having like, you know, the turkey and the pies and the cookies and all that kind of stuff. If no one got any gifts at the end of it, I think I'd be okay with that. But if... We just got together and gave gifts and ate spaghetti. <laughs> that just wouldn't feel like Christmas to me. I guess, yeah, okay. I guess I could be okay. I, I really do like gifts. This is, this is. I think this is something that I need to work on. But I really, I legitimately <laughs> I mean, I like love them too, gifts. But yeah. Um. But I guess yeah. I think when I think of Christmas, I think of the foods that yeah. 
that I don't have any other time of the year. So I guess Christmas yeah. food. Okay. Uh, when it comes to Christmas movies, Elf or Home Alone? Oh, that's that's my choice. That, that's what I. That's what it's got here. Got to watch one of those. I'm going. Um, Elf. I'm gonna go Elf. Yeah, I like Home Alone, but Elf is better. I just don't. I mean, the whole. I think the whole, you know, concept of Home Alone is kind of problematic. <laughs> True. It, it's so. It's such a. But it's such a like a quintessential '90s movie that it, it is. It has it a is. soft place for me, but I I like the the vibe more. I'm just not a huge Will Ferrell person, so I'm like also like. Mm. Um. What about? Okay, this this could be controversial. Opening one gift on Christmas Eve or strictly you must wait until Christmas morning. I mean, I've done both in my life. Mm. I, I kind of like doing everything Christmas morning. I was about to say, I'm a strictly Christmas morning person myself. Anytime I hear about people who do gifts on Christmas Eve, I'm like, that is but, just not right. We ha- I have to go to so many different celebrations that inevitably what ends up happening is that gifts are open on Christmas Eve no matter what. So Yeah. That is true. Um, okay, last one. Dress up for Christmas or be in your PJs all day? Well, in my family, we're we're in our PJs. Yeah. We're not go we're not going out on Christmas. Not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm 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 going PJs all day as well. I mean, yeah, that's like just a stay at home stay at home day. Yeah. I might go to a movie. I've done that in the past. That was yeah. a big thing with my family growing up. We went to the movies. I know that is yeah, movies come out on Christmas. That is a big thing, huh? There's mm-hmm. a lot of movies that come out on Christmas. Yeah. Though I always feel bad if I go somewhere the people who have to work on Christmas because I'm like, mm-hmm. nobody should be working on Christmas. I know. Have the day off. Yeah. So that's why I'm like kind of like, I don't want to go out because I feel bad for the people who have to work. All, All right. right. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed. Merry Christmas as you're getting ready for this holiday season. Hopefully you listen to this and maybe um, just have some thoughts and maybe slow down a little bit more this Christmas season. We're not saying you have to skip all the parties and not buy anybody anything, but we just want to be intentional about, about what we're doing and remember the real ultimate reason for Christmas is celebrating the birth of Jesus and him coming into this world for us that's awesome yep see you guys next year